Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hey guys, Brian Davis and Denny Splee here from Spark Rental. Hi guys. Happy Tuesday. And, you know, again, happy new year. I, you know, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't say that enough. I know we're like midway through January now. I'm still so happy to be out of 2020. So <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. How many times have you written 2020 instead of 2021? Oh, at least a dozen. <laughs> at least a dozen since we've changed years. So as you guys join us, yeah, as always, let us know where you're tuning in from. We always love to have some engagement with you guys and, uh, and of course, add your questions, throw them at us live here. This is an interactive podcast and video broadcast. It's not just a straight up uh, podcast that's pre-recorded in advance. We do broadcast these lives live. So we do, you know, welcome questions. Uh, Matthew Gardner says hi and hello to you, Matthew. Glad, hi, glad Matthew. to have you joining us here. And uh, Matthew is joining us from Denver, Colorado. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Denver and Boulder and the entire Front Range. I've lived out there briefly and I loved it. <laughs> so uh, glad to have you with us. So last week we talked about the top 10 cities in the US for rental investing based on GRM or gross rent multiplier. This week, we are shifting gears a little bit and we are talking about legal protections for landlords and for your properties. So we're going to talk about four little known but must include lease clauses for your lease agreements. And luckily for us, we do have a landlord legal expert with us today. (laughs) So without further ado, Denny, Jump in and, and walk us through some of these clauses that landlords really need to be including in their lease contracts to protect themselves. Sure. I, I'm think when people think of leases, too often they think of beginning and how much the rent is and everybody's names, but there's so much more to it than that. Um, and even more than just rules and regulations. Um, so without further ado, I'm gonna go right in. There is a clause that um, pretty much I call it the security, not promise clause. And basically it tells your tenants that you don't warranty or guarantee any kind of safety on the property. Now that doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything. You know, you have to show good faith that you are keeping a property safe, but it also shows that, you know, if they have a car, God forbid, stolen from your parking lot, and I've had that happen, um, that you're not responsible um, because you have the, you're have you covering yourself with this. So this is a clause that is one of those clauses that helps you in court should a tenant take you and sue you because, you know, their property got broken into or, or so forth and so on. So it's an important clause because the last thing you want is to be taken to court and then have to come out of pocket or your insurance come out of pocket for, you know, any liabilities and stuff is just minimal. There's also, you know, things that can happen physically to somebody. So right. it can get very Injury expensive. 
Yeah. Right. And I just want to uh, add one thought on top of that. This is another reason why it's so important for landlords to require their tenants to buy renter's insurance because yes. renter's insurance does cover uh, stolen goods and items from their apartment. So it makes the uh, makes the process very easy for the renters to simply file a claim rather than going through the hassle of actually taking you to court as the landlord. So uh, that is that's a bonus clause that you should also be including in your lease contracts is a requirement that renters buy renters insurance. All right, didn't mean to steer your thunder there, Danny. All right, what's the second okay. clause? That, Next uh, one the is, be is joint and several. And this is great for people who rent to college students, but um, it's good for really anybody because unless you just have one, <laughs> you're renting to one single tenant, it's not as, as important, but a lot of times you have roommates and they have fights because people do that and they'll say like one won't pay the rent and the other one will say well i'm not responsible for that and this cute little clause makes them all responsible for the whole thing and not just a you know a slice um and it, that goes for everything so if there are damages to the apartment everybody is fully responsible and singly responsible for those items. So they can't, you know, you know, say, you know, Tom is the one that broke the oven. Um, so we're not responsible. We're not fixing it because it doesn't matter because they're all named tenants on the lease. They're all responsible. This keeps the landlord out of the middle of these tenants, which happens a lot. And it also, um, make sure that in court, again, that it'll stand up that if, if one tenant doesn't pay, you don't have to get in the middle of that whole thing. All you do is do what you have to do by your state law to, to evict. Absolutely. And so just a quick recap here. So joint and several liability means that every single tenant on a lease is responsible for the entirety of the rent obligation. So even if one of the roommates pays the rent, um, and the other roommate doesn't, even the roommate who already paid their half of the rent, they're still responsible for the total rent. So right. yeah, like Danny said, it takes the landlord out of the, the fray there because every single person is responsible for the rent. So you can go after all of them if they fail to pay, not just one And co-signers. And co-signers as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Matthew Garner, I love this. Um, you can also put in your lease that they list you as an additional interest on the renter policy. And this way you get notified if they cancel for non-payment and can rest well knowing that the policy is in force, which is an, an added bonus. So that's a great, great tip. And yeah, hi, Tara Christine. Yeah, Tara Christine says hello. Glad to have you with us, Tara. All right, so Denny, the remaining two clauses that landlords should really be including in every lease contract to protect themselves. Well, a waiver of a future default. So this happens a lot. And, um, you know, you want to be a nice guy and say, don't worry, you don't have to pay me for the late charge or the NSF fee, or you're going to give them $200 off the rent this month or whatever. Um, and a lot of times tenants can be quite savvy and they'll say, a precedent is set. You you haven't charged me a late charge four or five times. So I didn't think I had to pay a late charge anymore. When you have this clause in your lease, it kind of says, no, that's not how it works. Just because I choose to, you know, offer a gimme 
doesn't mean that I have to. There's not an obligation in it. And that's important because there are things that you don't even think of until you're sitting before a judge and that judge says, well, you did set a precedent here. So. Right. So a one time exception that you make doesn't become the long term rule. Right. That's a great clause to include. All right. The fourth and final little known lease clause that all landlords should be including in their lease. What do we have here? A condition of the property um, and not just the old, oh, we walk through and everything's fine. Include it with a um, with your move in and move out inspection report and make sure that there's an amount of time that your tenant has to return your move in inspection report. And if they don't, you put it in your lease that it is deemed as the property is acceptable and in good condition. So when you go to court and you have the condition report and they don't, but this is in your lease, you have a little bit more to stand on there if a tenant is saying that there's damages that they probably caused or, you know, that are, are there, but they have no proof of this. And it's important. Um, this is one of the biggest <clears throat> court issues is taking somebody um, that your tenant taking you to court for lack of returning their security deposit. And um, more often than not, it they win. But if you have a clause like this and you can bring the report and you can say they were supposed to return it in 10 days, never did. So they accepted the property in the condition it was. And when I gave it to them, it was in good condition. So. Right. And this is this is especially important in an era when so many landlords are investing long distance and aren't in the same physical city as their rental properties. So they can't necessarily walk through the property with the tenant in person to mark off and fill out the move in and move out inspection report. So if if you are handing over that report to the tenant to fill out on their own without you physically there, you need this clause in your lease to as an enforcement mechanism to make sure that if they don't return that to you, if they don't fill out that move in uh, or move out inspection report and get it back to you, then they are uh, tacitly uh, claiming that the property is in excellent condition and they're not claiming any existing damage. So like Danny said, this helps you get or helps you keep the security deposit if the tenants cause damage to your property. Uh, and by the way, we did, so these four clauses that we just mentioned, those are just the tip of the iceberg. We do have an entire article on nine little known lease clauses that will protect you and protect your property. Uh, we've added a link to those in the comments here for you to take a look at uh, more extensively. And as a quick recap, so the first clause is a security not promised clause. And as the bonus clause there, we also recommend that you uh, require that tenants buy renter's insurance as a separate clause. Uh, second clause is joint and several liability clause. The third is a waiver of future defaults clause. And the fourth is a condition of property clause. All right, Denny, is there anything else you wanna add before we call this episode complete? No, just make sure that um, you do everything you can to protect yourself and your property. And, um, you know, it's inevitable. We live in a litigious society. Tenants are getting smart. So um, they're taking landlords to court more often. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, no, that is a great point. And, you know, just to return to something you said at the very beginning of the episode, Denny, 
too many landlords think of the lease agreement as a formality. It is not a formality. It is your legal shield to protect you from lawsuits and to protect your property from damage. So you can actually enforce your security deposit. On that note, we will see you guys next Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, here on we the Facebook page. We have a guest host next week. That's or a right. Guest, guest. We have a guest. We <laughs> guest, guest. <laughs> we do have a special guest for you guys next week. And uh, as always, please remember to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Uh, it's, a, it's one of the biggest favors you guys can do for us. We appreciate it. And we will keep cranking this content out for you for free. All right. Have a great week, you guys. And uh, Matthew Gardner says thank you. And Matthew, thank you. We, uh, we always appreciate it. That was awesome. Yeah, great tip. Um, and thanks again, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.